What's up? It's your host Tori and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to RTVP. I am so glad you're here. Today we have a very exciting solo episode. I'm going to start off with the This Week in Petty. Just launch right into it. Can't, can't wait to the end. We are going to talk about Pete and Kim. We are going to talk about Tristan Thompson. We're going to talk about Selena, Justin, and Haley. We're going to talk about Tim Biebs. <laughs> we're going to talk about Joshua Bassett. And finally, we're going to talk about the princess. Switch three. So buckle up. I'm sure it is going to be a wild ride. Okay, so... This Week in Petty is a story from, well, obviously me, (laughs) but as you all know, I teased it in my third year anniversary episode. I talked about it on Twitter. Teddy was going to be back to talk about The Princess Switch 3 since we talked about movies one and two together on the podcast. I think it was in episode 43 if you want to pause this one and go back and listen to that. And we recorded a hilarious episode, if I do say so myself. It was on the (laughs) previous American holiday that just recently happened that I like don't want to (laughs) promote. But we recorded like the day of the holiday right after he had, you know, celebrated with his family. It was such a funny episode. So many laughs. We talked about Survivor. We talked about the extremely sad news that Tasha and Zach broke up. Laughs were had um, and I recorded my intro and outro and my I'm like saving it, editing the episode like as per usual. My MacBook is like I have to specify MacBook because I'm like a new MacBook user <laughs> so like I can't just say like lappy toppy. I like really have to be like my you know Mac was like you have no room on your hard drive or whatever the thing is that stores all the files so I was like okay no worries I'll hook up my external transfer some files over and like continue on my merry way I delete I copy I delete and then I empty my trash to make room go back to the episode the file's no longer there I You know when you have that sinking feeling like you just locked your keys in your car? Which I did for the first time this summer. And man, it pays off. Like, no free clout for the girlies. But, like, it fucking pays to have BCAA. I think that's, like, the equivalent of, like, All-Star or... I don't know. Not All-Star. A-Star? I don't know. Something in the States that has the sounds A and... The word star in it. I don't know. I'm not going to look it up either. But that's really going to bug me. But I'm not going to look it up. But it's like where they come and save you from (laughs) disaster. And like, man, highly, highly suggest getting something like that. But it's just that sinking feeling that you're like, I fucked up. I deviated from my, my normal routine. I can't fix this. There's only one way out of this. Uh, and it just sucks sucks so bad so the real episode 68 is you know just a special memory between (laughs) 
Teddy and I and um, you just have me this week. I told myself so I was editing on Sunday because I'm trying to post every Sunday. So, you know, put that in your calendars. But I was hoping to post like I've been trying really hard to post every Sunday and was just really stoked. And then I was like, you know, I tried downloading Okay, now I'm getting like two in the weeds. <laughs> I'm losing you. I'm losing you. But, you know, I did all like this, downloaded some fucking software that like probably ruined my Mac. I contacted Zoom. I like read all the fucking forums, all of that shit. And just like it's it's lost forever. So I was like, I'm going to give myself one day to have a pity party because I love to host and attend those. <laughs> and I ended up having like a pity party for like two or three days. And then I was just busy. And now it's Friday, December 3rd. And I am recording this podcast. So I'm going to put this one out tonight. And then I have and then I have a really fun podcast with Taylor from That's the Tea podcast coming out on Sundays, which I'm really stoked on. And then hopefully we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming every Sunday. I've got guests booked until February with just like one solo episode sprinkled in. So I'm very, very excited for all the content that is coming your way. Anyways, that's my This Week in Petty. Teddy will be on again in the spring. I'm sure of it. uh, And we can catch up then. Let's dive into our topics for today. Pete and Kim are allegedly dating. We saw them on the roller coaster. We saw them holding hands in a parking lot. We saw them on a date night where she was wearing like an insane outfit that was like leather, <laughs> like a leather skirt with maybe some jean material and like leather gloves. And we saw the hickey. It, you know, was debated online. People said it was KKW beauty eyeshadow. People said Chris gave it to him to like stir up drama. People said another girl gave it to him because they're in a fake relationship. And I don't think I've actually talked about this on the pod. So I wanted to address it. I do think that they're a fake relationship. But here's the thing with me and fake relationships that I'm like, learning about myself is I think like a lot of commentators (laughs) on TikTok and YouTube and on podcasts and stuff like that really talk about PR relationships as like super black and white like it's like they're either 100% fake or they are 100% authentic and I really feel like we need to start to shift the conversation I sound so fucking annoying by the way like I sound extremely annoying right now and like maybe this is happening and it's just not the content that I'm tapped into but I just really think that we need to shift the conversation to just more like a gray area where it's like not zero percent PR but it's not 100% PR either like I think that a lot of celebrity relationships are actually just like mutually beneficial for both parties like we always talk about 
we always talk about no I talk about to myself or I think in my fucking head about like for example Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson it's like did they fall in love on the set of Twilight we'd like to think so but more likely they liked each other they liked spending time with each other maybe they even loved each other but it was also mutually beneficial for their careers to date one another and I think it's the same with Chriselle and Jason on Selling Sunset and maybe Camilla and Sean but yeah I just think that with Pete and Kim I think they could like each other like I think Kim actually has like a maybe she's not a fun personality per se but I do think she likes being around fun people and after the seriousness of her relationship with Kanye Maybe she just kind of wants like a fun dude and it's also beneficial for him to be dating the most popular woman in Hollywood and it's also beneficial for her to get some of the heat off of her family, re-Astroworld, re-Tristan Thompson's new baby mama, which I'll talk about in a bit, etc. So I don't know if that made complete sense. But I am having a special guest on in two weeks who is like just an amazing analyst of PR relationships. So I'm going to ask her what she thinks about this kind of like theory that I have. I will say I did talk to my friend Kelly Williams of the Laguna Biatch uh, Instagram page and obviously the host of nostalgia and now a great podcast definitely would recommend a listen and she says she kind of agrees with me and that's why we like if we're talking about Taylor Swift and possibly her PR relationships we can see that she still could have had feelings for them like with Jake etc there was like real feelings but possibly the origins of the relationship or yeah just like how it came together how it played out was more like of a career move or something like that anyways I will say like I am so over Kardashian content right now I just think that we have finally maybe reached a saturation point and it's just way too much But I will say that the pictures of her and Pete, even if they are 100% fake or whatever, are just like fun to look at. I will say that. And then I'm going to talk about this on episode 69 with Taylor. But we talk about Penelope and Courtney and then North and Kim's TikTok accounts. And like, I don't know, even though I always think oh there's another cog in like Kris Jenner's wheel or like oh they're making money this way now or covering up this or changing the narrative on this or whatever but kind of those lighter moments are what I enjoyed about the family like watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians so yeah I'm just kind of enjoying Pete and Kim trying to take it for what it is and maybe not do like a full analysis on it because I'm just so tired of how toxic I feel like that family is and how powerful but like for not the greater good (laughs) but the greater bad and yeah I just want to watch fucking Penelope's nighttime routines and (laughs) call it a day one last thing that I do have to mention 
before we move on from like ugh, just an enormous amount of Kardashian news. But it came out today, December 3rd, that Tristan Thompson is having a third child with a third woman. She is a personal trainer who lived in Texas, but shortly after she was pregnant, moved to LA. And there are just like court documents that I guess the news got a hold of. And just wild. I don't even think I have anything really else to say. I feel bad for Chloe. This is obviously why she's been like super MIA for the press. It's super sad. People are kind of alleging that it happened while they were still together. And, you know, it's just sad. Not a good look for him. Let me know if you want me to talk about that situation more. But that's all I have right now. It's only been like eight hours. I'm still processing, to be honest. Okay, the next thing I want to talk about is like seven-year-old tea. But I read a Medium article that I'll put in the show notes and I tweeted this out. It is seriously mandatory RTBP listener reading. It's only a 44-minute read. (laughs) I'm not even joking. Like, I don't know how accurate those, like, read counter things are, whereas, like, seven-minute read... Like, I guess they take averages or whatever. Literally, I read the whole thing, like, laying down in bed after I had woken up and then scrolled back to the top and it was, like, 44-minute read. And I was like, I cannot believe I probably just spent, like, 44 to, like, probably 60 minutes reading this article or blog post or something about what happened between Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez, and Haley Baldwin in uh, 2013 uh, to present day. And I wanted to talk about this because I've obviously been obsessed with Justin. I'm a huge Jelena girl, still rooting for them to reunite. But in 2014, kind of like the Niley stuff, you know, I just had, I was living my life and now I'm not. Now I'm on the internet. So I'm just like, I feel like catching up on a lot of things that happened to my favorite celebrities that I was just like, like that was the year I graduated uni. Like I was probably looking for a full-time job. And I knew obviously about Justin and Selena's breakup and them reuniting and him starting to date Haley, etc. But I didn't know the details of how wild the story is. So I love that I'm learning about this stuff now. So highly suggest reading the article. I'm going to just talk about my like most interesting things that came from it. So Jelena broke up at the end of 2013, but they had gotten back together during Coachella 2014, where Selena went with Kylie and Kendall Jenner. And apparently... Selena found out that Kylie was sending flirty messages to Justin and the girls like had a falling out and apparently Kris Jenner wanted to manage Selena Gomez because she had just fired her parents from being her managers and Kris was trying to set up Kylie and Kendall as her friends so Kendall Kylie and Selena kind of have a falling out and Kendall Still hangs out with Justin, but just not with Selena anymore. She actually ends up introducing Haley to Justin, who was just like a fan and then a friend of Justin's at the time. 
So Selena and him were like on and off, on and off. And like on their off stages, Justin literally dated so many models and like would post about them on Instagram, which I think is like so wild because I was like, where was I? Like, don't remember this at all. But in like New Year's of 2015, he ends up starting to date Haley and then they go on and off like back and forth between Selena and and Haley for another I think two years until 2017. Between all of this time Justin Bieber is seen with Kourtney Kardashian partying a lot together with her and I didn't know this but there's apparently even rumors about Rain's paternity because they were together so often during this time as well as possibly Kourtney Kardashian Justin dated Sophia Richie, which is so weird because, again, we know years later, Sophia ends up dating Scott Disick. So it's just like literally such a small circle. I had completely forgotten that Justin had a Selena tattoo, but he confirmed it in an interview and he said some really rude things about the weekend when Selena and him went public, which this article alleges that they were PR as well. And maybe even like drug buddies. It seems like this article talked about Selena using a lot of drugs and same with Abel, who is the weekend is his stage name. And then It even showed a video of Selena and Justin trying to buy drugs in like a sketchy neighborhood in LA in like a spot known for people to buy drugs, which is just like so crazy. And it just kind of talked about how usually there's a person that like goes in between and does that for them. But Apparently that time they didn't have it, but the internet was like wiped clean of these videos like the same day and there's like two pages that still have the video up. So this article details like literally Justin getting back with Selena one weekend and then like the weekend after dating Haley. And I just didn't know how close these relationships actually were to each other apparently he moved the wedding date three times and the article also has like a lot of videos and clips of them getting into like public arguments and then apparently once after they got married this was like one of the things that I was like yikes he posted a picture of his computer screen and in the search history it was like searching selena gomez pictures after that he was like no me and my wife were looking at like coachella outfit pics but it was like very clearly someone on his computer probably him was like looking at pictures of selena the last kind of interesting thing about this and timeline and i feel like i did a really bad job of like post or like talking about what was posted but the other and last interesting thing that i found in this article was she wanted to release a beauty product line called bieber beauty and he had trademarked that 
name years ago and like didn't give it to her (laughs) like blocked her petition in court or whatever to use that trademarked name so now she has her beauty line and it's called road which is her middle name which I really really like but uh it's just so interesting that I was like oh my god you couldn't give that up to her she's your wife you're your money I'm assuming is shared anyways please read the article it's so wild to me how I didn't know how back and forth and how overlapped these relationships were and how involved the Jenners were of getting Haley and Justin together please let me know what you think are you still team Jelena are you hoping for a reunion are you team Haley now Or team nobody, because I also can see that. (laughs) So carrying on with the Justin Bieber news, it's been a big week in Canada. I don't think they have these in the States, but let me know if you do have them. But Tim Biebs came out, which is Justin Bieber's collaboration with Tim Hortons, which is a Canadian coffee chain that I think has honestly been bought out by American people. So whatever, but... He is doing a collab with them. He did three flavors of Timbits. And then do do I have to explain what Timbits are? I don't know. Maybe for my international listeners. Okay. Tim Hortons coffee chain. It's kind of seen in Canada as like a lower quality Starbucks. Timbits are donut holes. So just like round donuts because... Tim Hortons was originally Canadian. It's like very Canadian. Like most people go. They like sponsor hockey teams. You know, you you bring your double-double to the ice rink in the morning. Watch your kid play hockey. Like all of that shit. (laughs) Justin Bieber, Canadian icon, Obvi, came out with a line of three flavors that he created himself. And I just want to say, like, of course I had to do it a taste test and I want to say they weren't good so they weren't good in the fact that like they tasted just tasted like normal timbits so the flavors that he came out with were chocolate white fudge and if you've ever had a chocolate glazed timbit it tasted the exact same like there was no fucking white fudge absolutely not there was sour cream chocolate chip which sour cream glazed I think is my favorite Tim Hortons donut and it literally just tasted like a sour cream sour cream glazed Timbit and then there was birthday cake waffle and again it literally was just the birthday cake Timbit which is like a legit Timbit but there was no waffle there's no chocolate chip there is no white fudge kind of if you could believe it seemed like a ripoff <laughs> because it just was Tim Hortons normal flavors zhuzhed up a little bit so anyways big fail there was like special boxes because Timbits come in like a cardboard little box I feel like I'm either talking to someone who is like in Canada or in the U.S. and is like yeah we fucking know you dummy or is in like Europe or Australia because like hi listeners from there I I see you happy you're here but like they're probably like what the fuck but yeah you buy like 10 pack 20 pack 50 pack of like these little donut holes and the boxes 
I kind of wish I got a box, to be honest. They're selling for, like, so expensive online, and they come free with the Timbits. And the Timbits are, like, 20 cents a pop. And then he also came out with a fanny pack and a toque. And let me tell you, the amount of texts I got on Monday when they released being, like, so which merch did you like purchase from Tim Hortons? I was like, none. It's ugly as fuck. It's like a brown background with like a gross yellow font. But I will say if I did get something like that for Christmas, I wouldn't be upset. But like I'm not going to go out and purchase it, especially after the Timbits were like an absolute like rip off. Overall, I think this was like kind of a flop because Justin Bieber has been tweeting about and seen with Tim Hortons since he got famous. And I was just so stoked about this collaboration, but the donuts weren't good. The merch was not good. So I really think this was like a huge flop. Anyways, we've been talking about this way too long Let's move into a Joshua Bassett update. So as you all know, we have extensively covered the Olivia Rodrigo, Sabrina Carpenter, Joshua Bassett love triangle and Joshua, Josh, Joshua, I'm not sure, released three songs today. You would think that I would write (laughs) the names of them down in my show notes, but I didn't. I know one is called Crisis. I know one is called set me free and I have not a shot in the fucking dark of remembering the third name and you know how it goes in this podcast there's no no chance in hell I'm looking it up anyways he cleared all of his Instagram posts a few weeks ago to like announce the release of these three songs and it's like okay bud you're not Taylor Swift in entering like her reputation era you're a Disney plus star with like very mediocre fame but the new songs were released today. The lyrics are scathing. It basically brings up all Olivia Rodrigo drama again. And I'm going to read out some lyrics for you right now. Okay, here we go. And honestly, I didn't want to write this. Don't know if I can. Don't know if I can. Still want to run. If you get to tell your truth, then so do I. It's cool if you want me to play the bad guy. But don't you dare act like I didn't love you. Which is pretty wild. He says, and honestly, I didn't want to write this. And it's like, Josh, come on. You were living off of the clout of Olivia Rodrigo. Like, you definitely wanted to write this. Two, it's cool if you want to play. It's cool if you want me to play the bad guy. That really does not roll off your tongue. Let me tell you that. Won't be singing those lyrics anytime soon but don't you dare act like I didn't love you that's kind of sad but yeah so basically he's saying that the way that she portrayed their relationship was wrong and he was made out to be the bad guy when he's not second lyric I want to read out to you messing with my life was a career move I am literally speechless because okay a like There's no reading between the lines with that. There's no like interpretation or like a he said, she said. This is just going straight for the jugular. And like, while I kind of appreciate that, I also just think like, don't make songs that like, I can't fucking sing to that. (laughs) Like, I I don't relate to that. But that's, that's pretty straight up calling Olivia 
out for using their relationship in her songs and I don't think he means like using inspiration like Taylor Swift does etc but I think like pretty clearly painting it as Sabrina and him like when she changed the lyrics from brunette girl to blonde girl like that was obviously to stoke some internet like flames so I'm like that's pretty wild okay I'm gonna read these lyrics these next lyrics to you I know you feel used I know you feel hurt anything I did to make you feel worse I'd take back if I could nothing I say will ease the pain why must I hurt for you to feel okay which is just like oofy doofy like pretty brutal that he thinks she wants to hurt him so she feels better and I do kind of feel bad for him in the sense that he was getting like death threats and just like he was like really unwell when all of this came out but do you think this is the move is clapping back like Sabrina released her song skin he has released this set of three songs I don't think all of them are about Olivia I think one's about um some childhood trauma that he experienced but do you think this is the move or do you think he should have just moved on taken the high road (laughs) and you know released good music but nothing like specifically referencing Olivia or that could be taken like this or do you think he has to do it this way because she has such a bright shining star and he's just like itching to get like a little bit of attention let me know and if I have any further revelations I'll post them on my twitter and my Instagram at RTBP podcast. <laughs> okay, let's finish out this episode with the Princess Switch 3. Rip my episode with Teddy. So sad you're not here, Teddy, to chat about this movie. I have been getting into the holiday spirit. I've put on my, you know, Christmas music. I've had a peppy mo. My tree is up. Tomorrow I'm going to like a parade all happening and I've shared Teddy's Christmas playlist in the show notes as well so if you need to get into the holiday spirit go check it out but let's get into it my first question did we need this the answer (laughs) is no I think that the first movie with V Hudge and like her twin or whatever but not actually twin was cute Number two was bad, like a troche. But number three is actually egregious. Like it's actually so demeaning. Like it's like you must think I'm super dumb to watch this. Like, and I did. Teddy and I both gave it two views, so we'll probably be getting a princess switch for before you know it. The movie starts out with a recap of the first two movies, and it's like, thanks, I actually needed that because I blanked both of those movies out. And I don't know why I didn't think of this, but the third movie is like basically just about Fiona and I don't know why I didn't think that was going to be the case but it is about her which is the blonde one like the wig and the accent and all of that stuff 
which makes sense because it's a Christmas movie. The cast needs to get together <laughs> with somebody and it's her turn because the other ones already have husbands. Anyways, Sam Palladio. I just want to talk about him for a second. I feel like he has had like the biggest flop career after Nashville, which was a show I really, really enjoyed, at least in the first couple seasons. I think it got a little weird in the later seasons, but I really like that show. And now that I'm thinking about it, other than Connie Britton, obviously, I don't think a lot of them actually have like bumping careers, but I feel like he should have had one. He's like Australian and I think he was doing like a British accent and his character is just such a drip in this movie. So. I was watching the movie on 1.5x speed and let me tell you it was not fast enough. I was looking for the 2x speed. The new character Fiona's love interest is Remy High um, who plays Peter and he's really hot. I will defo be checking out more things that he's in. I'm about to say two positive things about the movie if you can believe it but dare I say the plot line was not bad it was a heist movie which is really weird for Christmas but I actually thought the plot line wasn't that bad minus like the Pope giving them like the Christmas tree star that was stolen like that was weird and the costuming is really good like it looks like high quality costumes so my question is why are the fake trees so fucking fake and why are the wigs so fucking bad I just I don't get it because the costumes are good and like the sets like the interior sets are good which brings me to another kind of three-step question which I guess is this movie's theme Vanessa's second accent is bad but her third accent is like absolutely ridiculous like I just I don't know what accent it is like the first one she's doing British obvi but the second one is just like I don't even know like fake rich person I I truly don't know like I said it's a heist movie they do laser scenes they're absolutely egregious they pretend like they're Britney Spears and toxic and they're doing like backflips over the lasers but they're just like normie people so that was just so weird and there was auto-tuned yodeling at the end which I also just thought was like offensive to the viewer to be honest um this is the part that I wish Teddy was back here for but in episode 43 I asked him if this was a career high or a low for Vanessa Hudgens and at the time he said it was a career high because she was getting that Netflix money she was in a trilogy like all of that stuff and I said it was a career low because she should be in like movies and theaters not these like straight to Netflix low budge Christmas Hallmarky movies so I asked Teddy if his opinion had changed with the release of the third movie and he was like absolutely this is starting to get ridiculous and I agree she's like on a low trajectory I would love her to make a sequel to A Night Before Christmas that was a fucking fire movie but we really 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 do not need the princess switch for And I kind of feel like they actually are done with it. But if I see a Princess Switch 4 advertised to me in the spring, I'm going to lose my mind. And then the last thing I want to say, don't want to really end this episode on such a downer. But when I was um, prepping for my episode with Teddy, I looked back at what we had talked about in episode 43. And I wrote in the episode notes, I wrote, 
When was the last time you felt joy like having a flower fight? <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck was happening to me <laughs> in like November slash December of 2020, I guess. And I, I we all know it, it's fucking COVID. It was <laughs> fucking dire straits. But I was like, I can't believe I like put that out into the universe and like wrote that into the episode outline I don't think it made the show but just like damn that's the type of shit that you keep in your head (laughs) so let me know have you watched the princess switch three what did you think I got some dms of people like Preston one of our former guests who loved it so I kind of feel bad shitting on it but did you love it did you hate it Are you hoping for a princess switch four? Are you good with three? Were you good with one? (laughs) Please let me know. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate it. A few things that you can do as a listener of RTBP. Share the episode with a friend or post about it on socials and I'll reshare it. And If RTBP came up in your Spotify wrapped, let a girl know. And of course, if you're not following me on socials, I am at RTBP podcast talking about all of this stuff and more online. Follow me there. Thank you again for listening. I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.